morning and welcome. I'm Katie Crawley. I work with uh, Mayor Paul Soglin, and I'm delighted to be here today as Madison Festivals, Inc. announces the next step for Rhythm and Booms. Mayor Soglin and Rita Kelleher, president of MFI, will be sharing information, but I also want to thank other local officials who are here. Monona Mayor Bob Miller is here, um, City Alder Anita Weir and City Alder Larry Palm are here, and if anyone else sneaks in, I'm sorry I didn't see you. Um, Madison Parks Commission Chairman David Walner, we welcome him, along with uh, another, uh, a, a lot of other elected officials, including, or not elected, but Charles Tubbs, Director of Emergency Management for Dane County as well. Um, I turn this over to Mayor Soglin. Thank you, Katie, and, and Katie and, and the city staff and the folks at Madison Festivals have done quite a bit of work in exploring the, the possibility of, of what we're going to discuss today. As you know, for about a year now, Madison Festivals has actually been the owner of Rhythm and Booms and responsible for its activities, which is the official 4th of July celebration uh, here in Madison. Their board members this last week voted on the new plans. After considerable discussion, with city, county, and uh, state officials. Uh, Rita Kelleher is here to make the announcement involving the details for a single city uh, fireworks display, which would take place uh, most likely, I think, for next year uh, uh, on a Saturday. And we'll be scheduling a number of events, including uh, a public hearing with the City Committee on the Environment so that residents can have questions answered and we can have discussions about this new proposal uh, for the 4th of July. Uh, I, along with city uh, police officials, will also be available at the end to answer questions about the event. Uh, let me also add that uh, the event will uh, go through uh, normal city processes in regards to traditional street use permits and that uh, with this venue uh, we think it's going to provide greater accessibility uh, for far more people. Rita? Thank you, Mayor Soglin. As you all know, Rhythm and Booms is one of Madison's well-loved summer events and it's attracted a number of uh, residents that live here and also a number of visitors to the city over the years. And it's really been a fantastic, um, exciting event. And sometimes things run its course in certain locations or evolve into something that is no longer manageable or fundable. And I think this is what occurred this year and recently at Warner Park. It was an event that we are no longer able to sustain financially due to lack of um, donations, due to lack of sponsorship dollars, and due to the extremely high cost of personnel to keep the event safe for participants and for the neighborhood. So we took a look at this event because we love Rhythm and Booms, and we really love Madison, and we want to keep it. And we thought our board met, and we met with our wonderful event staff and said, what can we do to recreate this event? We started to meet with city staff and with county staff 
to um, troubleshoot all the different problems and things that possibly could occur and where could it be held. And we thought we've come up with the ideal location. So today we're announcing that Rhythm and Booms 2014 will be held in Central Madison on John Nolan Drive and the fireworks will be shot from barges in Lake Monona. Um, we have 1.6 miles of John Nolan between Lakeside Street and Williamson Street that will be closed. That's 1.6 miles of fun and 1.6 miles of front row seats for everyone that attends. Um, we can give you more details later if you'd like, but basically the two inbound lanes will be for people to sit, bring chairs, uh, we may possibly bring in bleachers depending on the plans, but they can camp out along Law Park and enjoy the show from there. They can simply walk across to the first outbound lane and that will be where all the food, beverage, and restrooms will be located. And the furthest lane will be the lane for police and fire rescue so that we can maintain the safety of this and it will not take the amount of personnel to staff and keep safe as it has in a wide open area. Um, we would like to thank our sponsors. American Family has been our presenting sponsor for 12 years and it's their continued commitment that will take this event forward. We have the interest of many other potential sponsors but we cannot uh, announce those at this time. More announcements will be coming later. We've met with the mayor of Monona and things seem to be happy on that side of the lake. So we're hoping that it's going to be just an all around great event that people will be able to come to and enjoy. Um, the mayor mentioned the accessibility and that's one thing that was huge in our mind. So there's 8,500 parking spots at Alliant. There's 7,000 parking spots between the city and the county ramp downtown and then there's additional private lots that open up for other downtown events. So we feel between the parking, between the accessibility by bus and by bike, we will have bike corrals, we'll bring in additional rental bikes for the day for people to use and enjoy, that this is something that everyone can come down, enjoy, and be safe at the same time. Um, our media sponsor, WKOW, will be broadcasting it live. So there's opportunities for people that don't come to be able to see the show. Um, there's areas around the lake like Obrick Park and other little neighborhood parks where people can view it. And um, we'll be adding activities throughout the day. We plan to start at 2 p.m. Saturday, June 28, 2014. And the fireworks would be shot at 9.30 in the evening. Again, a 30-minute show choreographed to music. Um, and at 10 o'clock, we'll disperse the crowd and depending on the amount of funding we have, we may add um, two stages. Hopefully we will have one for sure and possibly two stages at either end. Um, we'll try and designate children's activities in a children's zone so we can separate the crowd in terms of where people park and leave from. Um, so that's our plan for 2014. We do have two charity partners. Uh, the mission of Madison Festivals as was Madison Fireworks Fund, was to provide a, a free event for the city of Madison. Um, our mission also includes highlighting the city to visitors and helping local businesses. And the other part that we had in common was to help charity partners. 
And Madison Fireworks Fund had done that quite well for a number of years until they suffered some setbacks due to the weather cancellation. Um, so those, those donations and things weren't as much as it had been in earlier years. But we've named two charity partners going forward, Clean Lakes Alliance and American Family Children's Hospital. So I think those are two very important um, groups that we hope to further their cause and get information out. Madison wouldn't be Madison without the beautiful lakes that we have here. So we're hoping to bring information and attention to that cause and help to improve the quality of the lakes. Again, fireworks are a number of um, injuries for children throughout the summer, so we'll be working with American Family Children's Hospital and the police fire department to promote safety and hopefully lessen that. And we also hope to get donations to complete the building of the additional two floors at American Family Children's Hospital. At this time, it's undetermined whether this will be a city-sponsored event. Our other two events, the Taste of Madison and the Madison Marathon, pay for all government expenses. Um, it depends on the amount of fundraising we can do between now and the end of the year. Um, if we're successful enough, we would not ask for a city subsidy. But we may need a year to get to that point to be self-funded. So we will keep people informed as we make plans along the way. Thank you. Any questions? Mm -hmm. We always look at balancing every issue when we decide on our events and where to locate them and what to do. Um, primarily the safety, safety of people and safety of the environment. So we did look at that issue and we are very concerned about it. We're confident with the studies that we have seen um, that are out there with the study that was done here last year in Warner Park and at Tenney Park. And there's a number of studies which I can refer you to. For instance, Lake George in Utah has 21 fireworks show a summer. And they studied it in 2009, took samples throughout two months every single week. And they did not find any damage. In fact, the leading experts on fireworks will tell you that it's advantageous to shoot fireworks on water. As the plant life reduces, um, it's called photoremediation, <laughs> but basically it reduces the perchlorates um, to a negligible level. 90% of perchlorates, which is the hot button issue, are used in military uses and the aerospace industry. Rocket fuel, um, military flares, so it's just a small percentage that are used in fireworks. And in terms of fireworks, the latest statistic I could find was 2007. And at that time, cities used 52 million pounds of fireworks. The public purchased 252 million. So perchlorates are in everything from sparklers to your safety matches um, to your airbag in your car. They help the explosion. And when things explode cleanly, they burn. 
and a leading fireworks expert has also confirmed through the tests that we had done in 2010 here that there are higher levels of some of the salts used like sodium, magnesium, copper, etc. in a woman's central centra silver vitamin than there are in the fireworks. From the city staff that we've consulted, no, we don't think so. The entire city will be open through Johnson, Gorham Street, West Washington, East Washington, Park Street, um, Olin Avenue. So if someone comes off the Beltline, they can access Olin Avenue to get to Park Street and get through town easily. Our commitment to uh, Warner and Elver are going to be merged into this one event, which isn't to say that there may not be another fireworks display. I've been told, for example, that uh, the Madison Mallards are contemplating uh, a fireworks event at Warner Park, obviously on a much smaller scale than we're used to seeing. But in terms of city participation, we're looking at this as our single event as opposed to two uh, one east side, one west side. So what does that mean for Elver Park? Did you say Elver? Did I say Elver? No. No. What did I say? <laughs> you said it correct. I don't know. It's like, you said Elver. Yeah. So there'll be no, there'll be. It is a combination of Elver and Let me start over. Um, Traditionally, the city's had events at Elver and Warner. We'll now have one event at this site. Is that what I said? <laughs> what kind of crowd are you expecting for your event? That's hard, that's hard to judge at this point. Um, we're estimating on the size of John Nolan Drive and where people could sit along there to accommodate uh, pe probably 150,000 people. But we also know there's going to be areas, like I said, at Oberg Park to view it, along Brittingham Bay, um, along the many, many restaurants, homes, condominiums around the lake, and even from spots that are um, you know, further away at a distance, um, where they can view it like they did when it was at Warner Park. People viewed it from all over the lake. So. Has the city ever had to handle that kind of crowd in Yes, Taste of Madison. We have approximately 250 to 300,000 throughout the two-day event, and they have safely handled that crowd. We have one arrest in 31 years. Yes. Yes. I believe debris issue cleanup at Warner was an issue in past years before Madison Festivals had the event. 
We do not believe it was an issue this year. Some of the photographs that were taken and put online were taken at 7 a.m. They knew that we were going out and starting our cleanup with volunteers at 8 a.m. I was out there myself for two hours and we cleaned up every single speck of debris that we could find. And almost the majority of it, almost everything, was not our debris. We did not sell anything outside of soda and water that evening. But we still plan to leave a place cleaner than we found it. We do that on the Madison Marathon, and we do that at the Taste of Madison. And we intend to do it here as well. We are going to be talking to the railroad and going over with them the day's events so that uh, we have everything coordinated. This should not be a difficult problem in terms of transportation logistics. Uh, yes, John Nolan will be closed, but it's going to be on a Saturday. We've closed John Nolan before. Park Street's open. And because we've got dispersal of the parking, we anticipate that this should be a relatively a smooth event, certainly smoother uh, than what goes on at Warner Park. Has Monona um, asked for any support from the city to cover their, their side of police and clean up after the event? We're going to be sending them backpacks and, um, <laughs> and overnight kits. <laughs> My understanding is um, Monona is, is capable of, of handling this. Uh, with their resources, but we'll certainly be collaborating and working together in regards to everything from emergency responders uh, to, to questions of cleanup and things of that sort. Bob, is there something you wanted to? I've had the pleasure of being personally involved since the very first rhythm and booms, and I'm as excited as I was that first day about this event. And um, having met with city staff in Monona, the concern, the only concern we had was the same one that many of us had is taking care of the lakes. <clears throat> it's near and dear to my heart. I sit on the Ohio Lakes Association Board and the Clean Lakes Alliance Board. So lake quality and in meeting with Mary, um, been assured and reassured and reassured that everything will be d done to minimize any risk to the lake. On, from the city, we welcome you. I think the views are going to be superb, superb from that side, and um, we're anxious to participate as the city of Monona with the city of Madison and the festival. So, thank you. One other comment about cleanup. Um, there's a Lake George, or excuse me, not Lake George, Lake Union in Seattle and they have Starbucks sponsor a cleanup. So we will be seeking a sponsor for our cleanup the next morning, and we plan to be out on Lake Monona uh, working with um, Clean Lakes Alliance through their Renew the Blue program and you know provide breakfast, lunch, whatever, T-shirt for volunteers to come out and help clean up the lake shore. Is Monona Terrace involved at all? You know, people are gonna be, I mean, the, the mm -hmm. prime spot would be up at the top of that's right. Uh, we would have to defer to 
Monona Terrace, I believe for 2014, they have a wedding reception that's booked the rooftop already. <laughs> Boy, if anyone wants the best wedding view or party in town, schedule yours though in the future for 2015. <laughs> yes? We're very, we're very different than the Mifflin Street Block Party. We have 31 years experience with the Taste of Madison where we have 22 beverage stations. We have licensed bartenders at our event and each of the um, alcohol booths, the beer and wine booths are staffed with people that have taken the responsible server course. We've not had an issue with that at our events. That's to be determined. We have a subcommittee of our board of directors that will be meeting to determine those rules, whether we just seek local vendors or whether we open it up to other vendors from outside the area. Pardon me? A liquor license? Yes. We would probably have gates at either, uh, at both Williamson Street and at Lakeside Street, just to warn people they're entering that zone. There's going to be a no cooler zone due to issues, security issues, like you know happened at the Boston Marathon. So throughout that zone, we would keep coolers out. Um, but our products are very affordable. We charge $2 for soda and water, and it's been that same price for 10 years. So uh, we're hoping that people will recognize that zone. We have signs warning them that there's no alcohol allowed beyond that point. Um, but it won't be, the entire thing will not be fenced. So you said in, um, at Warner Park it just it started to become unsustainable for that area. So mm -hmm. Well, there's a couple of factors in that. Number one, it was difficult to get sponsorship for an event that didn't have any activities throughout the day. Sponsors want exposure to their brand and be able to get their name out there. That's what they get in exchange for their large donations. Um, so that was not able to be maintained. We had a number of sponsors this year that only came back as a favor to Terry Kelly because it was his last year. And even at that point, this year's event lost money. It did not cover the expenses that we had. Um, the issue, I believe the uh, Captain Carl Glady could speak to this. He's here, but from what I've learned, in a large area like Warner, where you don't have the accessibility for police to and fire to get in and out, the entire police staff that they had on needed to be in the park hours before the majority of people arrived. So that does add costs. Um, there were doctors there. A mini hospital was set up because of the difficulty of getting people in and out. We will not have that issue on John Nolan Drive. Um, we can safely patrol and keep the Taste of Madison area, the entire square, um, with a small staff. And they also have the ability to call in additional staff which arrive quickly if the need were
to arise. So we believe there will be substantial savings there. You mentioned the, the loss in revenue. Um, mm -hmm. Was there also pressure from neighborhoods around Border Park to perhaps move this event out of their area? From what I gather from the neighborhood listening session and from the emails and phone calls that we've got, it's mixed. Um, a lot of people love it. They love it in their backyard. The other half hate it. Um, I worked with officials for 33 years in my prior life, and I know that they're only right 50% of the time. So if we can get more than a 50% approval for this site, well, we'll be happy. Was that taken into consideration, though? Any concerns? Well, it was, yes. We don't want to be someplace where people don't want us and where there's problems that occur in the neighborhood. So that was considered. I don't believe so. There's multiple events that are held downtown Madison, the Iron Man, you know, the Taste, the Art Fair in the Square. Um, it hasn't been occurring. That's not been scheduled yet, but we hope to schedule that sometime with the Committee on the Environment, possibly, to hold a hearing. Um, then we'd be able to get more information out that we have on the facts about fireworks and the safety, and then listen to people's comments. Mm -hmm. Will Terry Kelly be involved going forward? No, he will not. Anita? An amount of city yeah, funding? It's in the media packets that I handed out. Actually, I don't have a copy up here, but it's been close to $100,000 that the city has um, spent on both the police, fire, parks department, traffic enforcement, and a, a cash gift the past three, four years at least. Madison Fireworks Fund has paid in excess of that, and that's been dwindling the last few years, but they did pay in excess of it. They did not reimburse the city for all the costs. And it'll be around the same in the new location as well, or will that change at all, that amount? That amount, that will change. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. Let me say oh. one thing on the savings. Um, our savings on the Mifflin Street block party ranges from fifty to a hundred thousand. Our savings here can well be up over fifty thousand. So I'm hoping that for next year, the combined savings will be somewhere in the vicinity of a hundred and fifty thousand, which is a significant amount of money uh, that can be applied uh, to community services. Thank you for coming. Hope to see everybody June 28th, 2014.